Welcome to your Mentoring Minutes by me, Kelly Fair, the Mentor, for the HBCU Nation. It's your weekly dose of tips and advice to help students succeed on campus and beyond. My topic today, South Side of Chicago or Duke University, they're all the same girl. In September of this year, in a keynote address to the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, President Obama said what many of us who work with girls and young women have been long waiting for. In his speech, the president vehemently declared that the crisis impacting black youth in urban America isn't just impacting black boys, but black girls are under fire as well. He noted that although his My Brother's Keeper initiative has been vital to bringing attention to the challenges faced by black boys in this country, there are also dire opportunity gaps that exist for black girls. Obama highlighted that African-American girls are more likely than their white counterparts to be oversuspended from school, incarcerated, and physically harassed. The president also mentioned that black women also struggle daily with society's oppressive standards on how they're supposed to dress and act. For professionals and advocates such as myself who have been servicing African-American girls, this was like music to our ears. You know, much of my responsibility and my role as the leader of Polish Pebbles Girls Mentoring Program here in Chicago is not only to provide mentoring services to girls, but to make sure that the larger community and public is also aware of the economic, educational, and social disparities that these girls face in their daily lives. But in six years of mentoring predominantly black girls, I've learned that most people are really unaware of the challenges growing up as a black girl in urban America. For example, most don't know that in large cities like New York, black girls are 53 times more likely to be expelled from school than their white counterparts. But in the face of tough economic times where individuals and families are doing their best to survive their own financial hardships, and with global campaigns and efforts, more focus on finding solutions for the disparity of girls and women in third world countries, it's easy to see how girls who are living in our own backyards are often ignored. So, when I received an invitation a couple of months ago from Duke University's Women's Center to serve as a she entrepreneur in residence and talk about my experiences building Polished Pebbles as a social enterprise, I thought my assignment seemed to be pretty simple, right? I figured that I'd go and I'd talk about Polished Pebbles and the story behind it and the challenges that black girls face living in inner cities. It seemed pretty straightforward and to the point and a typical task for me, but I didn't really realize how wrong I was. Of my several speaking engagements on campus last week at Duke, my first was as a guest lecturer for an honors women's seminar composed of graduating female students. Prior to me beginning my presentation, the young women needed to complete some individual presentations that were started in a previous week's class. The assignment was to map out their future paths towards achieving various short-term and long-term personal and professional life goals. These wonderful presentations vary from poster boards and flowcharts and picture collages, PowerPoints, and then one student even presented her life's past like the timeless board game Shoots and Ladders. <laughs> 
They talked about the game-changing career goals that they had and doing things like solving the health disparities in their home countries and changing the economic policies that impact the wealth gap in our country here in the U.S. The creativity, individuality, and the diversity represented in the presentations was remarkable. But it was nothing but a reflection of the diversity of the young women in this course who all came to study at Duke representing different races and cultures, ethnicities, religions, and hailing from different parts of the U.S. and the globe. But um, despite all the diversity in the room, there was one troubling universal theme that I observed. As I was sitting there listening to these young women rationalize the heights that they wanted their careers to go, I noticed far too many of them quickly place self-imposed roadblocks and limitations on those same awesome aspirations. Some of them shot down their own goals before they had even completed their statements. I heard things like, I need to have this done by the time I turn 30. And well, you know, I won't be able to do this if I have kids. And Others said things like, I want to focus on this area of study, but I've been told that I'll face fewer obstacles and objectives if I just go another route. You know, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was almost really kind of felt like a flashback to my own senior year when I was a graduating senior at Howard University. Because it was then in my senior year when I was 21 years old and I was probably unnecessarily overcomplicating my life at that time, trying to figure out how I could balance a career and a family that I didn't even have yet. Now, I can look back at my young perspective at that time and poke fun at it. But listening and observing girls and young women push back on their dreams and aspirations because of society's limitations because of their culture's limitations, because of their mama's limitations, is unfortunately all too familiar for me. So my talk that day at Duke University with this group of young women wasn't just about my experiences as an entrepreneur running my organization, Polish Pebbles. Nope. Mm -mm. My talk that day started off about how in my own career, when I was younger, I often defied all the shoulds that society often sets upon young women. And somehow, I still turned out to be pretty darn happy at 36 years old. Yes, I shared with these young ladies that my career didn't follow the perfect path that I had originally planned. I've changed industries, I've quit jobs, I've got terminated from jobs, I'm still not married. <laughs> Still no kids yet, but I'm happy. And I expressed to them that this chorus of seeming organized noise of my 20s and my 30s has really started to turn out to become a perfect symphony of a seeming imperfections that has led me to the success that I experience today. Yep, so pretty much I thought my trip and my visit to Duke University would give me a break from being Kelly Fair, the mentor, and I would be speaking about my experiences as an esteemed entrepreneur. But my talk, even at Duke University, ended up being a mentoring session of sorts. So what my visit to Duke taught me was whether I'm working with young women living in poverty on the south side of Chicago or recent graduates of the nation's top universities, 
All too frequently, young women accept the limitation that society places on girls and women's ability to have it all. What I really learned that day is no matter where they're from or how their experiences may differ, all girls have dreams. All girls have goals and potential and hope because they're all the same girl. But it's our responsibility as the mentors to make sure that every girl believes in her capability of achieving each one of those dreams. Tune in next week for more Mentoring Minutes by me, Kelly Fair, the mentor for the HBCU Nation. And remember, you can always follow me at KFair the Mentor on Instagram and Twitter and get updates and information about my mentoring services for young ladies from elementary school to college campuses at www.kellyfairthementor.com.